Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 124. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the internationally revered and talented comic creator of Zebra Comics, E.N. Ejob. Ejob, hey. welcome. Hey, thank you very much, Barney. How you yeah. doing? I'm doing all right, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Nice to see you, though. It's, yeah. We've been chatting on... On Messenger, and it's nice to actually see you and get to talk to you. I yeah, like this. And, and I gotta say that where we're, we're talking, you sent me uh, um, an updated logo for Storycom. I'm really excited to try that one out. So, yeah, thank you for yeah. that. I, 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 no, you're, you're welcome. I, I, I just thought you, you may need something cooler. I don't know if it's if it's if you like it, but I just, I just want to yeah. do something, man. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that sometime. This was that. I like. Thank you very much for that. Cool, and cool. so, because you, you, uh, we met through our, our mutual, uh, you know, our mutual connection there, um, um, Besserat, who is part of the, um, you know, part of his, yeah, uh, yep, through his his comics that he's been producing as well, and he had one of your comics as part of a part of a deal. So, and when I saw that work that you were, that, that you produced, yeah. I was really, I said, I, I, I told Besser, I said, you gotta, yeah, there's gotta be a way that you can introduce me to, to, to E-Job. Cause I really want to talk to him about his, I talked to him about this. So before we jump right into it and start chatting a lot about, it used to be called EN comics, but you change it to zebra comics, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Wow, where did you get that one? <laughs> you really went and dug deep. You really dug deep, bro. Damn. That's like, that's like, that's like top secret info. Well, it's not really top secret. I mean, it's like really, really, really hard to know. Yeah, that's good. That's some good digging. So wow. talk to us a bit about how did you, uh, how did you get started? Um uh creating comics well man it's 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 one hell of a story i've <laughs> always liked telling stories okay ever since i was young i i've always or younger i've always wanted to tell stories i've always i grew up reading a lot of comics reading a lot of novels because my dad surrounded me with a lot of books mm. we had a home library so i had to read a lot and I, I kind of loved it, and with time I realized that I would love, love, I would like to tell my own stories. I would like to, to share my own experiences with the rest of the world, and you know, share Africa's experiences with the rest of the world. Right. Um, so I decided to. Well, I've always been drawing. Yep, it's been part of me ever since I can remember. But I decided at a certain point in my life to to make this kind of like mainstream in, in my community to to African stories, you see, because all the comics we were surrounded with growing up were the Batman, the DC, the Marvel comics, and I'm growing, I'm growing from Africa and we love these stories, okay? But it's not really our, we can't really relate. We still love them though, but 
we can't really relate to them. So I, I decided to create something that the kids uh, my age or in my community can relate to. Mm. And so I decided to create EN Comics, as it was called back then. I got my friends together and we came together and for some time we created some comics. I was drawing three comic book titles simultaneously back then. I was the only artist in the Zebra comics back then. I think that was like 2016. And um, with time, I, I, I wanted to name that uh, before we became Zebra comics, we were in comics. And I don't know if you want me to tell you about how we changed the name. Yeah, um, but that that's another interesting story that really defines why we picked the name Zebra. But before before Zebra came into being, it was just me wanting to wanting to create something for my community, wanting to create something I could relate to, the guys around me could relate to. That was uh, neither Marvel nor DC nor Image Comics and all that. So as an African, I really wanted to create something that the guys around me we 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 could relate with. Yeah. So, so yeah. you created that and you said in one of the, and I, I watched your YouTube channel when you said that your goal for Zebra Comics is to have 5 million active subscribers by the year 2050. Yes. Um, that's now that was five years ago. So how, how, yeah. how are things are going now? Things are really slow. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> They're really slow. Um, recently, uh, you, you were looking through our mobile app, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know if you've downloaded it, but actually, right now we we are not using that app in particular. We are working on a new one because there are some there are certain things we experienced with this app. This app was like a test run, so we're we're actually building a new app. It's still called Zebra Comics, though. We're actually building a new app to. Due to some certain things we learned from having this one. Actually, we had over a thousand users when we first launched this app. And we had Africans using it, buying, subscribing, and all that. And they would say, hey, this thing can work. So if if a thousand people could be using this thing every month, that means a hundred thousand people could, uh, five hundred thousand people could one day. So we decided that, okay, the app had a lot of problems, so we decided to take it down. We told our users that, hey, guys, we'll be taking this thing down for a while. We want to build something better. So in the meantime, we will stick to Kickstarter. Just let us build this app, and then we'll get back to you. I still believe we can achieve our goal in the next five years, um, but it will take some time because we've really been putting in a lot of effort to make sure this new app has no bugs and that it works very well. So I right. do believe we'll still attain our goals, nevertheless. I am crazy positive like that. Right. <laughs> and you did mention about the Kickstarter. So far you've had two you so far you've had four kick four kickstarters. Um uh, and yeah. you've been able yeah. to uh so talk to us about um your your the titles that you have available right now um through Zebra Comics. Okay. Um right now um for anyone who has been following Zebra Comics, they will realize that uh, we are working on over at least 12 comic book titles. Wow. But we are presenting you now with only one, Anaki. Okay. You see, 
the 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 objective of zebra comics i, I think I'll, I'll explain it to you later uh, in the course why we are presenting you with only one and yet i say we're working on 12. Mm. the objective of zebra comics is to be is or one of the objectives is to be consecutive uh, to be consecutive consecutive with with our storytelling mm. we want that when you start reading a story, because one of the challenges us indie creators or indie studios have is being uh, consistent. Right. So we decided that, okay, we have 12 comic book titles. We have a team of 18 artists and writers. So we decided that we are going to sit back, do all of our comics, 12 issues each, before we launch any of them. That means 12 issues per comic book title. So that's a lot of pages. That's a lot of comics. Wow. So for the past uh, that's for the past two years, we've been developing content that will be available for one year plus before we launch. Right now we have content that is available for for half of a year. That's we have uh, six issues that are complete. That means they have uh, 12 issues or uh, already complete for all of the six titles. We're working on the remaining six. When that is ready, that's when we'll launch the new Zebra comics. What we are doing with Anaki right now is that we are using Anaki to stay relevant, to to stay to to keep in touch with people. That okay, hey guys, we are not dead after all. We still have something to show to you guys. Right. That's why we that's why we're using Kickstarter. We're just we're using Kickstarter to just stay alive, right. to in the minds of uh, of uh, those who read our books. But our real objective right now is to finish all the comics we're working on, or to go at least uh, one volume of each um, of each of the titles. And what we consider one volume for most of our comics is twelve issues. So we have stories. You in the future you get you get to discover stories like uh, Minecraft, uh, Njoku, um, Totem. Um, Alia, a lot of titles like this, and these are other titles we're working on that we have not presented to the public yet fully, mm-hmm. and and um, yeah, like this, like this image right here. Some characters are from some of these titles that I'm talking about that you will see in the in uh, next year because we will launch Zebra Comics anew next year. So right now we're using Anaki just to stay relevant in the minds of our users or of our readers. Sorry. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's the strategy I'm going with. I want to make sure that we are consistent after our our release or after our official relaunch. We have been existing, but we have decided to go back to the drawing board and then do it like this, prepare right. content so that whenever we launch, we won't have breaks. We won't have moments where there is no content to give people and, you know, to stay... Uh, co- to rest in, in the minds of our readers uh, continuously. So right. that, that's the strategy I'm going with. Right. And how many people do you have now? How, uh, how, how many people consist of Zebra Comics right now? How many people are consistent? I don't, I don't get to uh, that, that, that are inside that. How many people are, are part of Zebra Comics? Well, like the staff? Yeah. Oh, we're 18. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? It's, wow. <laughs> um, l- last last week I was I was talking to a friend and I was like, "Hey guys, we we are we are like thirteen in the office right now," and he's like, "Whoa, dude, we're 18. I'm like, "Huh, really?" 
we we already 18 <laughs> yeah you see wow we are, we are growing um and and the good thing is we are one of the few comic book companies in africa if not one of the maybe roughly the first three companies in africa that gainfully employs comic book artists i mean wow. these guys have been paid to draw they've been paid to write stories so it's it's something i've really i'm really proud of of having achieved right here in cameroon in africa to create a space where creators can come do what they love to do do comics tell stories and at the end of the month they get paid for it and it's a rarity in africa we've been able to pull it off despite all the odds despite all the since 2016 that we started this so yeah we we're 18 right now and it's crazy crazy so how much of it how, how much do you do you see yourself uh ejob as the as being um uh, you know being a country there, there's 54 countries in africa so yep how how hard is it where you feel like there's some level of education you have to do with the rest of the world where um you are trying to advocate and educate people on the thousands of diverse cultures that exist in Africa and being able to not only explain that you don't speak for every all 54 countries but you also feel like you have to represent it do you how does how does that conversation work when you do it work with an international international audience wow that is a very good question you see you the the fact that you understand Africa is really helping because <laughs> you know that we are so diverse. Um, Cameroon alone has over three hundred ethnic groups, three hundred plus ethnic groups, and each ethnic group has its own uh, language. That's like three hundred different languages. That is a lot of diversity, a lot to deal with. So, um, what we do is there in Africa actually the 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 certain cultures that are they kind of have like global themes so we we kind of like work on this glob globality see if i can put it that way right. you know um there are certain things that are common throughout africa like our modes of worship the things we believe in there are certain generalities so for, for now we decide to focus our stories on these things that we share in common hmm. uh, rather than the things that the, the differentiate us Nevertheless, inside our stories, you still find differences in culture, in uh, maybe in dressing and all that. Um, we, we, we think stories are, are global uh, in the sense that uh, in the sense that if or oh, take for example, if I am telling a, a, a love story or a political story or a religious story, there, there are certain themes that cut across cultural barriers. There are certain topics that cut across uh, ethnic, ethnic barriers or, or our differences. The theme of love, the theme of war, the theme of, you know, there are certain stories, it doesn't really matter where you come from. It's, 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 it's about telling stories that people can relate to at a deeper level than just the face value of your culture and all that so i may be from from west cameroon and uh, i'm telling the story that is focused or that is based on the culture or the cultures around west cameroon 
and a reader in Kenya, far off in uh, East Africa, can relate to their story because it is not a story that is focused entirely on my culture. It is a story that um, uh, exploits uh, the human experience. It's a story mm -hmm. that talks about experiences that human beings are having. So we we don't really think that our our different cultures or or the various diverse groups we come in are actually a, a, a hindering factor for us to tell very remarkable stories. Actually, it actually actually it actually helps us right. to tell very interesting stories because people get to discover new cultures and yet they still get to to experience human uh, reality. Right. You're, I don't know if you get my point. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, exactly. Th th some of those, those, some of those universal constants, as you said, of like that adventure, politics, romance, things that people are able to, yeah, kind of understand. Yeah, and you know, it, it it doesn't really matter if you. It is the same as we enjoy uh, Western comics, for example. We enjoy uh, DC, Marvel, Image Comics, Dark Horse. We enjoy all of these things, but we can't relate to them. On right. a deeper, in a, on a cultural level, we can relate to American realities because we are not Americans. Right. Um, we enjoy manga, we, we enjoy anime. On a cultural level, we we can relate to the, to them culturally, but on a human level, we can relate to their story. So mm. it's it's not really about cultures and all that. It's more about the story. What story are you telling? And if the people can relate to those stories as human beings, not necessarily as uh, divided by culture and all that. So I, uh, I've i never really found that as something that's very uh, challenging if we look at it that way. Right. Yeah. Do you feel, so, so you said you started this in uh, around Zebra Comics uh, around 2016 or so and you had, how difficult was it for we, because we have, we have people that listen that are comic creators who are, who are, wanting to go in the direction you are, where you had, they actually kind of create this company. How much of a challenge was it for you to wear both hats as a an artist and a creator, but also have to wear a hat as a business person? Um, how how difficult Whoa, the transition man. of that was? Man, man, man. It hasn't gotten easier, though. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> it hasn't gotten easier. Um, well, it has gotten easier with, with uh, in a particular. If you are looking at it from a particular direction, and it's it's tougher as far is getting more challenging as time is going because there are still some goals I have not achieved, and I still really need to achieve them. Um, I started this thing in 2016 as a company. Before then, I was just a regular guy drawing, and you know, I was actually drawing just for myself. That's how I started comics. I actually was just drawing for myself. I wanted to, I was drawing comics and reading them for myself with my friends and comments on my comics and that was it. So, but I, I, I wanted to, with time I wanted to share this experience with other people. So um, when I started this, oh man, it was hard. It was hard. <laughs> um, getting to people to, getting people on board to, to read comics, it's, it's, I can tell you now, I come from a space where reading comics was not really a, a, a common thing. My community, we, we were, you weren't seeing a lot of comics around. I just happened to grow up in a family where books were a thing. 
It wasn't in every family around me. That wasn't the case. Right. So it was me trying to create a new reality in my community. And that means you got to have a lot of woo, courage to do that. So um, luckily, uh, I, I, I have a bunch of friends that are remarkable, man. These guys are my energy. They really helped me to share uh, my passion with my community in the sense that when, when I created Zebra Comics, right, I needed team i needed a team of artists i was drawing alone i was drawing alone and i knew that i couldn't tell once i couldn't capture the the eyes of the community with just one story i needed to many comics out there i needed a diversity uh something that probably everyone can relate to or find themselves in so i had to put on uh, i had to draw a lot of comics i had to draw i had to start drawing like three comic book titles there was alia there was totem there was tumbu I had to draw all of these three. That was not easy. And plus that, I had to print comics and go to local conventions because there's just one convention in the country. And uh, funny enough, it starts tomorrow. <laughs> the one for this year actually starts tomorrow. It's called the Mboa Bidi. Mboa is the way, it's a, it's a local way we call Cameroon. Um, and Bidi is a French word for bandesini which also translates as comic book. Um, no, that one is in Congo. Oh, The one you're Congo. showing right now oh. is in Congo. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like this one, this one, this one starts tomorrow. This is the one I'm talking about, the Mboa Bidi. So I went to this festival in 2017. I needed to print comics. I, man, I had no money for that. <laughs> I, I, I needed... So I, I got together with my friends and oh, what we did, we, 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 we sold some t-shirts, we designed some t-shirts, we designed some, some really cool, uh, we made personal uh, or customized uh, stickers and uh, digital drawings for people. So we got to our friend list, we say, hey, um, I was like telling my friends like, hey, I, I can draw you, digital, I can make a digital portrait for you. You just have to pay me this amount of money and I, I, I will draw you. And a lot of guys were really happy about it. A lot of guys wanted me to draw them and I did a lot of drawing. I drew like 50 people, man. I drew like 50 people. Damn. So I drew a lot of guys, did a lot of digital portraits for people and they were paying me and I was using it to raise money because that was the whole idea. I designed some t-shirts and I sold them out. My friends were buying these t-shirts and I got to raise some money and we used that to print. We print about 500 copies of our very first magazine. We called it back then the Zebra Comics Special, mm. number one. We have only ever printed one, what well, have ever done one print of that thing, one print run. So, we took it now to the Boabede edition or Boabede festival in 2017. In the, and the funny thing is, this, this festival was the only comic book convention in the country. Um, and it, it was in the French speaking part of Cameroon. And okay, my guys, luckily enough, most of us are bilingual. Right. I was not really good in French back then. I had to learn French. Yeah, I mean, so, so I had to go to to this festival and uh, I had to speak a lot of French. My French was just jagged, just rough, but <laughs> I think guys were getting the gist. <laughs> and I, I got to share my experience with the organizers and they were happy. They were happy that 
okay, guys, we are coming with with comics from English Cameroon, and they shared our story, and people were happy to receive us. And till today, we are very close friends with the festival organizers, and uh, that's how we started, man. We sold three hundred copies straight up, straight up in a month. Three hundred wow. copies in in French Cameroon, and those copies were in English. <laughs> and that's the weirdest part about it. Those copies were in English, and our French brothers they bought all of this. They bought three hundred plus of it. So we we came home with like one eighty or one seventy something, one seventy copies, and we thought it was a success. And we have been building up from there ever since. We've just been building up from there ever since, growing the community bit by bit, bit by bit. It's not been easy, but today we are able to employ ourselves full time because we do this full time. Uh, it's strange enough in Africa. Uh, at times, people don't know that you can do comics full time in Africa. I don't know. I don't really know about the realities in the US, but I know a lot of guys don't do it full time in the US, or a lot, or most parts of the world nowadays. But in Africa, or sorry, in Zebra Comics, we do comics full time, full time. We do it full time. We've been doing it like forever. So um, it's. It's been a tough journey, but it's the, I, I can tell you the truth is it's been getting better with every year. Right. It gets tougher, but still, we only register growth. We yes, okay. As that's that's our office. We we had a guest. Yeah, yeah, that's our office. Those are some of my guys. Oh, that's me hitting there in the middle with the glasses. <laughs> oh, oh a lot of glasses. Sorry, a lot of guys with glasses back there. Right there, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's not me. That's. Oh, that's right here. It looks. It looks like me. Yeah, that's me there. Okay. All right. So uh, these are my artists. Most of these guys are artists. The lady, the lady with the braid, it's a colorist. The lady with the black t-shirt, she's uh, the event organizer for the event, the Comic Con in Congo. Okay. So she came from the Congo, she visited us, she wanted to see our office and she came to the studio and uh, it was it was fun, man. We were geeking out. <laughs> we were geeking out, trying to bring comic, the geek culture into Africa in a big way, man. It's not easy, but we, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. So I guess my, my other question for you is because of uh, the, the outreach that you have with, they mentioned English and then French, how much how much do you look at trying to expand out into uh, different languages for your comics as well? Oh, funny enough, I have a team of translators right now. Wow. Um, yeah, well, there is a guy leading my translation translation uh, translation team. It's called uh, Njoka Suru. I don't know if you get the name well. It's called Njoka Suru, and he works with uh, another lady called uh, Annina. Um, they, they are leading the translation team. We we are working on Mandarin. We're working on uh, Spanish. What's the other language? We is Mandarin. There is German. There is Spanish, and there is uh, there is five. Wait, there is right now. We have um, English, obviously. There is French, obviously. I mean, the French and English speaking country. So there, we're working on German too. We're working on Mandarin. We're working on uh, German. Uh, recently, we got a guy who can do also Japanese, a Japanese translator. So we're working on these six languages, French, English, German, Mandarin, uh, Spanish, and 
Japanese. The Japanese hasn't started yet, but we just recently something we just did recently. So the guy hasn't started work yet, but uh, pretty much uh, soon. Mm. So yeah. So we're really looking on the expanding our our read our you know our outreach because once the app is ready, the new app we're working on is ready. We'd like to share it with the rest of the world. So it's not just English and French. We also have to include these other languages in. And uh, also some African languages that we, I was negotiating with the lady. Um, she's, uh, she's, quite, she's quite busy right now. So I, I can't really promise something for the, for the other African languages, but uh, I think with time I'll be able to do that. It's, mm. uh, it's quite, a, it has been quite an expensive venture uh, with translation, translation, but uh, we're doing it nevertheless. Now, being one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing, comics company comic companies in in in, in africa right now africa. how much how much do you feel as though is that is there like some sort of sense of responsibility for like some educational components for uh cre creating some uh school-age materials for for folks that that can help with literacy or help with learning a, di a different language do you feel any? Uh, is there any any pressures that you're feeling to to produce anything like that for school age children? Yeah, actually, there is a there is a department of zebra that the public is not aware of, really. Okay. But we're not really hiding it though. Okay. We're still working on it. It's it's called uh, zebra kids. Okay. Zebra kids. Um, we we have. I think we've produced like seven seven books already for for that brand for Zebra Kids. I, it will be launched along when after the app has been launched. So it takes it's it has a lot of educational material that is usually targeted for for kids with uh, various disabilities. We have uh, write uh, a lot of writers that are that are very skilled with uh, telling children's stories, and uh, we have some guys that are actually teacher writers. So they, they work in the sphere of, uh, uh, they work with children a lot. They work with children with disabilities too a lot. So we created this brand for, for work like that. So it's something we're doing already for Zebra Kids. And uh, also another part of, another thing that Zebra Kids is going to do, or is doing already, is telling, uh, uh, is producing uh, stories for, uh, how can I say this? Uh, storybooks for children, not comics, right. but storybooks like Folklore, folklore-based kind of stories uh, that are not necessarily comics. So that's one of the things that uh, Zebra Kids is working on right now. So uh, yeah, we, we are definitely looking into stuff like that. Right. It will be released after the app is released, and we we are looking at uh, mid uh, twenty uh, twenty-two. Okay. Wow, man. So things are things are it seems it seems as though things are kind of speeding up fairly quickly for you. Uh, the fact that you have 18, 18 employees now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, man, I was surprised I actually had those. I thought I had like 13. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bonnie, the truth is, at times, at times I'm not very keen on uh, realizing the growth, but we are growing. That's, that's the right. fact. We are actually growing. And um, it has not been easy. It's not easy being an artist and an entrepreneur. And the truth is, recently I've not been drawing a lot because I've been trying to expand the market. 
Mm. And uh, it's not easy to put on all of these hats because these guys have to feed after all. I have to make sure the at the end of the day they're being fed, they they're being paid, and all that. So it's not easy doing it. I can I can tell you that it's not easy. But uh, we have been able to successfully for for the for all the time we we have been in existence to sustain this. And um, yeah, the, the we have we have an eighteen man strong team because. And uh, and uh, and that is helping us to to produce all of this content and to 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 plan all of these things in a, in 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 a, in a very can I, I can I can in a very fast pace because like I told you earlier we want to be consistent we want to be consistent we don't want to release a comic book today and you have to wait two three months to get the next issue right. We want to be consistent. That is why we are working on 12 comic book titles. And until all of these 12 comic book titles have 12 comic book, 12 issues each complete, we are not launching them. So that is the strategy I'm going with. And like you see there, our Kickstarter is just to make sure we have something we're offering people in the meantime. Right. Um, so yeah. So uh, you're that, saying that's, like that's what we're doing, man. That's what we're doing. It's not easy. So as you're saying, so you already have these written and created. So there's, so like your your backers don't wait, as you say, for months. They you've already, for instance, volume four, volume four of a Nikki is already done, correct? Done, done, done. Okay, wow. Done. <laughs> it's already done, man. Um, it's 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 a policy I I have, or I I I have to learn the hard way that it is easier. To deliver something when it's already complete than to promise delivery. Right. You, you understand? it. So to, to be on the safe side with uh, people and, you know, people coming with different temperaments, you may be patient, but a lot of people are not patient. Mm -hmm. And I've had to learn that a lot with the crowdfunding. And at times, that's, that's why uh, you have to always update your backers on the, what you're facing and all that. So right. I decided that I'm not doing a Kickstarter campaign if the book is not complete. Right. So that's just it. That's just it. The, the challenges are always there. The, the, but for you to minimize the, the challenges, you, you just have to make sure that at least the content is ready beforehand. Beforehand. So that's it. That's why I, I keep telling everyone who asks me that, why is Zebra publishing only Anaki right now? I keep telling them, guys, we are, we, we are working on a lot of comics. We want them to be ready. Right. We I could I could give you issue one to to maybe five of any of our titles right now, but after five months, that's it. That's it. After five months, I can't give you more. So I want to guarantee you at least one year, one year worthy of content before I'm launching anything. That is the that's the whole strategy I'm going with here. Right. And I, I say this in Lagos, I've been saying this everywhere where I have to talk to 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 geeks around Africa. You, you have to be consistent. You have to stay relevant. You can't come after three months and you're giving me a second issue of something I'm waiting for three months. I'm going to forget about you. I'm going right. to go to something else. Right. So I, it's the challenge we have. It's not easy to be consistent, but man, that's the only solution, man. That's the solution to staying relevant, to being in the mind of your readers. That's the only way. You have to make sure these, these stories are at least near completion or completes before you, you you're, you're putting them out there that, that, right. that just how i see this thing man that's just how i see it 
And what do you, and so what would be some of your advice for somebody who is uh, looking to create their own, get a good Kickstarter going? What else, other than the fact of already having it done, any other pieces, this is being your fourth Kickstarter. Is there anything that you did on this fourth Kickstarter that you wish you did on your first Kickstarter? Yeah, I, I wish from, from my first Kickstarter, I, I learned a lot that I eventually applied in my other Kickstarters. Um, anyone getting to Kickstarter right now, one I can tell them is, yeah, obviously get the content done. I, it's, it's better that way. It's obviously right. better that way. And um, you need the following. You need the following. At, at least you should have, um, if you want it funded anyway, you should get the following. And how to get the following, that is the hard part. <laughs> but it's not impossible. It is not impossible. I'm doing it, guys. I'm doing it from Cameroon in Africa. I've not been to the US. <laughs> I've not been to the US. So if I can do it, you and if you're in the US, say, man, you have a better chance than me at doing this thing. You have a better chance than me. So I don't know any of my backers personally, except my friends and uh, family. Right. So um, what what I used is I, I banked a lot on social media. What what I did is I made sure I I communicated with a lot of other creators. You know, back their work. Tell them I backed their work. Like, hey, guy, I backed you. <laughs> you might do the paper next time if you can. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I I get to discuss with a lot of uh, other creators, back their work, and make sure I read their work. Because I, I think that if you have to get something in return, you have to give. You right. have to give something. Well, life, life is just like that. You, life's quid pro quo, man. Quid pro quo. You have to give to get. So I, I, I don't believe in the thing just happening uh, uh, by accident like that. So I had to talk to a lot of people. My, I had to talk to a lot of people one-on-one, -on -one, go to their messenger and just, you know, just bring up chats just to get mm -hmm. to know them, get to know right. their work, get to know their campaigns. I usually go to Kickstarter, see what other creators have put on, when I back their campaign, I go find them on Facebook or whatever social media they have and chat about their book. Mm. Try to get to know them. That's, that's it. It is hard to do, but you just have to do it. You just have to do it. Right. I, I talk to them, get to know them. I, you know, share experiences together. And then we become friends and I become serial backers of their campaigns. And in turn, they do they return the favor. That's how it happens. <laughs> that's how it happens. Right. I, I don't have any other method, really. I just communicate with people. We just talk. Just talk to them like human beings. Like, man, I like what you do. Right. Um, I just backed it. I'm also an artist. Um, can you tell me more about your story? Um, they tell me. We get to know each other. At times, we even go to become very personal friends. I know a lot of backers. I even know what happens in their personal lives. And I don't know them physically. And, you know, build this relationship with people. I, I think that business is all about relationships. Relationships is really what matters. If you can build good relationships with people. And mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say I have a very strong following on Kickstarter yet, but the few guys that I have, I really cherish them because these are the people I really talk to one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and it's not easy for a guy like me in Africa to run a successful campaign in a, U, in a, in a, in a platform that is really strong in the U.S., because Kickstarter is not an African thing, man. Right. I'll tell you that right now. We we it's not an African thing. My we we can we it's hard for us to succeed on Kickstarter from Africa. A lot of guys that don't trust us. They don't trust us. 
right. based on the past experiences and all that, I do understand, but you have to build the trust somehow. You have to do it somehow. Right. Um, but it's going to be a lot easier if you're in the United States and it's your thing, you guys. You can relate to these people better than some of us. So chatting with them should be, I think it should be easier for you. Um, just get to know these people, man. Support their work. And in terms, they might return the favor. You shouldn't hope that they do. You shouldn't uh, think that they should or they are forced to support you back. But you should hope that they, they would. You right. should just hope that they would. Just support for supporting sake. I, I do believe that what you give will eventually come back to you tenfold. And I'm living proof of it, man. I'm living proof. I've right. been backing guys and... Uh, they, at times they don't back my work. It doesn't matter. That's not what I'm doing it for. I'm just doing it to make sure that the energy comes back, back to me one way or another. And I can bet you right now, it always comes back. It always comes back. It always comes back. And uh, if I can share a little bit of experience on my first Kickstarter, on my first Kickstarter, I had like 50 backers. That was not much. I almost gave up. I almost gave up because like in the first two weeks of the campaign, the campaign was like, 10% funded, if if I remember correctly, it was like 10% funded and mm. and nothing was happening, man. Nothing was right. happening. And my team was like, okay, oh well, we tried. We tried. Maybe Kickstarter is not for us, guys. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what pushed me. And I can't remember, but at close, to the, close to the end of the campaign, I decided to do something different. I decided to go talk to people. Right. One-on-one. -on -one. That is what changed the campaign. That is mm. what made it to succeed. Oh, those are, those are some of the t-shirts we sold back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to go to go and talk to people one one on one to share my experience with them and tell them that hey guys, I have Kickstarter. It's not working out, but if you can help me out, back it, I'll be grateful. If you can, hey, it's just cool. You, you might want to share it and stuff. And that is how it got funded. It moved from 10% to a hundred percent in like three days. Wow. Just for me communicating with people. That's when I understood that communication is really important. And networking is, man, there's nothing more important to me in business than networking with people. I cherish that more than anything, more than the money. Right. Building relationships. That is it. True wealth is in knowing, is in building relationships. I can tell you that right now, bro. That right. is, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> it worked for me. It worked for anyone. I can tell you that. Your thing, it right. works all the time. Wow. Um, so what? So you know, with that said, do you, did you find it easier after you had what the first successful Kickstarter? To does yep. it just kind of build from there, like your second one and third one, yep. or fourth one, or just easier yep. as well? Definitely, definitely. Um, from my first campaign, I it was, I don't know it, it it went up to like a hundred backers in the next campaign, and from there. From the second campaign to the third campaign to the fourth campaign, it has only grown. Um, but on the fourth campaign, I actually had a few fewer backers than the third campaign because it took me a very long time to do a fourth campaign. No, wait. No, that's the third campaign. It's the fourth. Oh, I can't remember correctly. Anyway, <laughs> um, one of the campaigns, between one of these campaigns, there was a very wide gap. And it is understandable. People obviously must have forgotten about me. So when I launched the next campaign, I didn't have as much back as like in the previous campaign, but it was still a very good number for me yeah. to reach a, my funding objectives because I, I think I moved from 100 
and uh, like 102 percent or something to 170 percent to 200 percent to 270 percent that that's that's how it has been growing cons uh, consecutively so i i do believe that i do see growth and, and one good thing with kickstarter is when you deliver on your first campaign when you deliver on your second campaign i think you you begin to build trust in people right now i'm working i'm actually working on delivering on the fourth campaign so and uh, i want to launch one in uh, december or january based on how fast my my printer can uh, deliver the the copies if it delivers them soon enough i can do another campaign in uh, in uh, december so and i'm confident the numbers will keep growing because from past experience they when you deliver people see you deliver people see you can keep to your word they trust you with with their money they trust you with more campaigns so right. i've only it, it only grows from there and um it's really a nice thing when you see like this image here. This image was from a backer. This this image was from one of our backers. I don't know. It may be from from Kid Kid Comics. Kid yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, so when when I see backers post things like this, it 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 encourages me to to want to deliver, man. To want to make sure I stick to my word every time I launch a campaign. And when you keep doing that consistently. More guys are going to come, man. They're, they're, they're going to trust you with the money. They're going to know that hey, you deliver your word, and that is way more important than anything else. Right, sticking to you, your word. And if you look, and also too, the other benefit you have, I'm looking at your, you've had you had seven backers to get all three hard copies. You also yeah. had 13 backers who got all three hard copies plus goodies. So these are now 20 new readers. Yeah, definitely. So, so that's the other benefit is that you just kind of add yeah. to that. So yeah, you know. yeah, sure. And uh, you're right. When when new backers or or maybe guys going through Kickstarter and they and they and they see my campaign, for example, and they see, uh, okay, this guy has been delivering other campaigns, and like, hey, let me try this out. Right. That's how it happens. Many guys just come and they back your campaign because you just deliver your work. So right. It only grows, man. It only grows. So if there's anybody that if I was given advice to anyone trying to get into Kickstarter, I would say, man, get your content complete. Try to get you a following uh, or try to get enough people to that or try to get the word out to enough people that your show might back your project to at least 100 and make it your mission to, to, to deliver, man. Make it your mission to deliver. Um, recently, I, I had some guys ask me how I do to 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 get my campaigns funded, and I was like, "Look, I don't. I the truth is, I don't raise a lot of money on Kickstarter. What I do on Kickstarter is what I'm actually looking for on Kickstarter is a following, a community. Right. I'm not really about the money yet, though. I'm right. more interested in getting a community. Since because it is tougher being in Africa running a campaign in Africa. That's the, that's the plain truth." It is tougher doing it from this this side because you have to trust a lot of of people to do things for you. I I have to pay printers. I have to pay some guys to ship uh, to do packaging and shipping, and you have to trust people to do this. I've been lucky enough to have guys I can I can now say I trust because they've been doing this for me for a while now. Right. Yeah, I pay them and they're able to package and ship. And thank God they're doing. 
they, they, they maintain the quality that I want and the the print because it will suck if the the quality was not good. Right. <laughs> I I will be so downcast if the quality was not good and there is nothing I can do. I'm thousands and thousands of miles away, <laughs> and it's not easy. It's not easy. So my real goal, with Kickstarter, is building a community. It's really about building a community right now for me. Right. Oh, yeah. That those images are from Lagos. Yeah, Lagos. Um, in September. Yeah, Lagos Comic, and I went to. Yeah. My team and I, we we took a flight to Lagos, and we were representing our country, Cameroon, in uh, Nigeria. Yeah. That's my team. We're putting on. Uh, oh, that those are French guys. Those guys oh, are yeah. French. That's my team. Cool. That's my team. Wow. You see that black attire? You see that black attire? You know what it's called? That What's black that? attire? The one with the with the design, yeah, that one. Yeah. You know what it's called? No. It's called called the Togo. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Togo. Cool. It's, called the Togo. it's actually it's actually, it's actually like a national uniform. It's from uh, is what we wear. Is what Cameroonians wear when they are on events abroad. You should have this. It's like if if a flag were a uniform, that right. would be it. We call yeah. it the top. So, so yeah, that's my first campaign. So I think we've we've reached our hour mark, Ejob. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on. Oh, and cool. Yeah, and make sure when you're doing your next, make sure when you're doing your next Kickstarter, come back on the show and we can uh, um, help talk about. Sure, man, I would, I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to, man. It was great yeah. talking to you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. really great talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. Oh, man. thank you, thank you, Bonnie. Thank you so much. Hey, and enjoy the logo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the intro and then we'll we'll get started, Ejob, okay? Okay, cool. All right, all right. So you want me to call Nathan or Ejob? What do you prefer me to call you during the interview? Uh, which Whichever you're, you're good with, man. Okay. Uh, right. It's all me. It's all you <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go.